right around the year 2000, we were able to develop this wonderful facility called the Coquillawell Center for River Studies. And that, um, that site is just an incredibly important location. It really anchors us on the San Joaquin River Parkway, and it helps people understand what the San Joaquin River Parkway can be. Hi, this is Dave Kaler, and welcome to Riverspeak where we discover rivers through the stories of people that would work to save them. In this episode, we talk with Sharon Weaver, Executive Director of the San Joaquin River Parkway and Conservation Trust. We'll hear how Sharon got interested in rivers and where her heart is today. We'll also learn about how a local community came together to save a river and establish a regional treasure for California's San Joaquin Valley. And we'll ask Sharon for some insight on the River Parkway Trust programs serving one of the most diverse populations in the U.S. Sharon's story begins during her college years at UC Davis, where she earned her degree in political science and government. It was actually a term paper that I wrote in college that really started my interest in rivers. Let's pause here for a second so I can give you a little background on the Auburn Dam, which was the subject of Sharon's term paper. The site of Auburn Dam is on the North Fork of the American River, and it was one of the U.S. Bureau of Reclamation's most controversial water projects in California. Construction began in 1968 with tunneling and rerouting the river, but it was halted due to significant seismic safety, environmental, and cost concerns. The Auburn Dam project then languished in redesign and public debate for 40 years before it formally ended with the state of California denying water rights for the project in 2008. It was a paper on the Auburn Dam project. Um, I was up at UC Davis and uh, took a look at that as part of an environmental politics class. And I really didn't know that much about river issues in California until I started studying that particular project. And it just opened my eyes to all of the interesting things that happen Um, in California related to water and rivers. And so that's, that's what started it all for me. Sharon became executive director of the River Parkway Trust in 2015 and served in various roles within the organization for many years before that. Armed with her experience and passion for river conservation, Sharon is an effective leader for her organization and I was curious to know how her background in political science continues to support her in her work. The River Parkway Trust is really the catalyst for um, everything that has happened related to the San Joaquin River in the Fresno, Madera metropolitan area. And so um, my public policy background is really helpful in that way. Um, Our organization spends a lot of time working with uh, both state and local agencies on projects both to acquire land and to help restore habitat on the San Joaquin River. 
And although I often uh, find myself thinking, gee, I wish I had more of a scientific background, um, I think of myself as a wannabe scientist, um, the public policy side is really important. None of the, you know, you don't get funding for projects and you don't get public support for projects without understanding how to move things through agency processes and how to work with elected officials and um, talk with different people on various boards that are making decisions about projects. So I think um, when you look at all of those different aspects of the work that we do and kind of how you actually get things done on the ground, um, public policy is really important. And of course, a big part of what the San Joaquin River Parkway and Conservation Trust has always focused on is education. And um, that involves working with school districts and um, working with teachers, working with people that are making decisions about curriculum for the school districts. And so, again, all of those aspects of our work have sort of a public policy element to them. The San Joaquin River is one of California's largest river systems. Its headwaters are high in the Sierra Nevada. The main stem of the San Joaquin has three forks. The North Fork originates from the west side of the Jagged Minarets Range. The headwaters of the Middle Fork originate from Banner Peak and Thousand Island Lake on the east side of the Minarets Range. And the headwaters of the South Fork flow from Martha Lake in the north face of Mount Goddard in Kings Canyon National Park. Its waters come crashing out of the Sierra through steep granite canyons, churning hydroelectric turbines and passing through several mid-mountain reservoirs before reaching the San Joaquin Valley floor at Friant Dam, forming Millerton Lake near Fresno and Madera. Fresno, the Spanish word for ash trees, was named for the tree's abundance on the San Joaquin River. From Fresno, the San Joaquin flows west in the valley to Firebaugh, where it makes a dogleg turn north to the California Delta and San Francisco Bay. By 1985, significant political pressure was mounting to allow poorly planned housing developments to take place in the river's floodplain below Friant Dam. In 1988, a group of local citizens concerned about protecting the river formed the San Joaquin River Parkway and Conservation Trust with its goals of river conservation, education, and recreation. Numerous public planning processes got underway that resulted in Fresno and Madera's adoption of the San Joaquin River Parkway Master Plan, which directs natural areas to be protected and outlines river access, trails, and outdoor recreation areas to benefit the entire valley. Foundational to establishing the parkway was community leadership at all levels in both Fresno and Madera counties, including the McClatchy's Fresno Bee news reporting and editorial support, as well as state legislation initiatives led by Jim Costa. The River Parkway Trust is sort of unique in the land trust community in that we also have uh, played more of an advocacy role over the years. Our organization was actually started by some people that were concerned about plans for residential housing development along the San Joaquin River. And so 
Um, we were really sort of born with an advocacy mindset of believing that um, you know, a large golf course and residential housing development just really didn't belong in the floodplain. And we needed to get people energized and engaged in the land use hearing process to help change uh, the, the trajectory of what was going to happen in the river bottom. And over the years, we've built up a, a good base of support in the community. Um, we've had lots of people engaged in various different public processes related to land use issues on the river. Turning the vision of the San Joaquin River Parkway into reality is the focus of Sharon Weaver's work. The River Parkway Trust has worked with 18 conservation-minded landowners along the river corridor to protect over 2,800 acres of wildlife habitat, river access, recreation lands, historic or education sites, scenic vistas, and working farms and ranches. Some land transactions were very complex, and the River Parkway Trust partnered with many public agencies as well as other nonprofit organizations to plan and fund these large projects. A couple of its key agency partners have included the San Joaquin River Conservancy and California Wildlife Conservation Board. Sharon is quick to point out that one of the River Parkway Trust's best-known projects is the restoration of a historic ranch, which anchors the organization and its programs in the community. Back in um, right around the year 2000, we were able to develop this wonderful facility called the Cocalowell Center for River Studies. Uh, the short name of it is the River Center. And that, um, that site is just an incredibly important location. It really anchors us on the San Joaquin River Parkway and it helps people understand what the San Joaquin River Parkway can be um, because it's got this uh, beautiful restored 1890s uh, house on the property. Um, we've got a big barn where we can hold events. The house was restored to be an interpretive center about the San Joaquin River, and it's one of the locations where we offer school field trips. And then we've also got a segment of the Lewis S. Eaton Trail that comes into the site. We've got a, a trail around an old gravel mining pond on the site that we developed for preschool-aged children. It's called the Hidden Homes Nature Trail. So we just have so much going on at the River Center, and that's also where our, our headquarters is located and where all of our staff are located on a day-to-day -day basis. To advance their goals of conservation, education, and recreation, the River Parkway Trust has a full offering of programs. I asked Sharon if she'd share a little bit about them. From the beginning, we've offered guided river tours um, along the San Joaquin River. When we first started, there were very few public access points on the river and very few people knew how to get to the river or how to enjoy the river. And so we started taking people out on canoes just to help people understand the importance of this resource. So we still do that today. Um, uh, we take a lot of people down the river every year in canoes and kayaks and introduce them to just the beauty and all of the amazing wildlife that you can see along the river. We also have a trail system that is a major part of our work in creating the San Joaquin River Parkway. It's named after one of our founding board members, Lewis S. Eaton, and we have about six miles of that trail system built today. 
Um, we are hopeful that a few more miles will be built in the near future um, on some land that is in public ownership. So those are kind of the some of the major areas that we are serving people with recreation programs. Now our education programs are a lot of fun and education involves um, people of all ages, but we're primarily known for both our school field trip program and our river camp program. And those programs serve, primarily serve children from preschool um, through high school, through 12th grade. So our field trip programs during the school year, we have, um, we have kids come out on field trips, their teachers bring them out. We have both volunteers and staff members that help lead activities that are uh, related to school curriculum and science and natural resources so that kids can come out and have hands-on learning experiences at the river and learn about all the plants and wildlife that depend on the river. According to analysis released earlier this year from the U.S. News and World Report, Fresno is one of the most racially diverse cities in the United States. Its ranking was number nine, with Los Angeles ranking eight and Chicago number ten. The River Parkway Trust participants in their programs is reflective of that diversity. I asked Sharon to tell us a little bit about their river camp program and the intentional steps they've taken to make it accessible throughout the community. Then during the summer, we have a program called River Camp, and that program is uh, geared again towards preschool through eighth grade students. We involve high schoolers as junior leaders, and we've created quite a wonderful pipeline for ourselves with um, kids kind of growing up in River Camp becoming junior leaders in high school and then becoming staff members when they enter college. So we've got this great crew of people that has fun um, just enjoying the river with kids uh, during the summer months. And again, we include some of our educational activities during our river camp program, but it's really not meant to be, you know, a science camp. It's more about experiential learning and just experiencing the river and um, understanding more about what it has to offer the community just by spending time you know in it and around it and so our river camp program um, expanded about six years ago out to the community of fireball we started offering a river camp program out there and fireball is a west side community it is primarily made up, it is a primarily agricultural community, and um, the majority of people there are ag workers, whether they're working in some sort of um, ag-related product plant or actually working in the fields. So we created this river camp program so that kids in Firebaugh could also come out to the river, learn about the river, um, enjoy time um, out experiencing this resource, learning how to utilize the river safely, um, because there are a lot of people that have fears about drowning and water safety and things in Firebaugh. So we've made just huge strides in helping people understand how to be safe around the water and also um, all the wonderful things that the river has to offer in terms of plants and wildlife and how it benefits humans as well as um, all of the other wild creatures that live along it. 
So those are those are some of the ways that we serve really diverse communities um, throughout the San Joaquin Valley. Our school districts in the, the San Joaquin Valley are, um, I forget how many languages they speak. Um, I think it's over 50 languages are spoken in Fresno Unified School District. Um, something like 90% of the students are eligible for free school lunches due to um, the significant socioeconomic challenges in our region. And so our school field trip program really, it reaches all kinds of people that maybe we wouldn't normally be able to reach as a land trust or an environmental nonprofit. Um, and that really helps us reach a broad audience. And then with, with River Camp, um, we offer scholarships. All Basically everybody um, that participates in River Camp Fireball is uh, receiving a scholarship of some sort. And then in River Camp uh, that we offer in Fresno, we offer we offer selected scholarships to people that apply to them. So we're trying to, to reach as many people as possible with those programs and just get kids out of the house and away from electronics for a while so that they can um, learn more about being out in nature. Planning for a series of summer river camp takes place in early spring. And of course, this year, we're in the midst of a COVID-19 pandemic. So Sharon and her team put their heads together, followed appropriate guidelines and social distancing, and were able to offer a limited river camp so kids could get outdoors. The big success that I'm just, I'm thankful for and proud of is that we were able to offer a modified river camp program this season. We weren't sure, you know, coming into this season um, because of COVID-19, we weren't sure whether we were going to be able to offer river camp, but we figured out a way to do it. We kept our group sizes smaller and we had to use different locations because Scout Island, which is owned by the Fresno County Office of Education and is the major, one of the major sites where we normally offer uh, river camp, that was not available to us this year. Um, they chose to keep that facility fully closed. So we had to um, we had to just change everything on the fly, and we offered River Camp uh, both at the River Center and at Al Hollow, and also in Firebaugh. And we were able to um, get a lot of kids out out into um, to the river and outdoors, and the parents were pleased, and the kids were pleased, and so um, we're glad that we were able to make that happen. Highlighted in reporting nationwide by the Green Diversity Initiative shows that mainstream environmental organizations are challenged to increase the racial diversity of their board of directors. I noticed that the River Parkway Trust has definitely diversified their board in the last few years, and I asked Sharon if there was any insight that might be helpful to other organizations. It really was about individual board members um, utilizing their own personal networks to uh, help us reach new people um, and bring new people into the board that um, that we just weren't weren't reaching in the past. So I'm glad that when you look at our board, you're seeing that diversity. It's certainly something that's important to us, as I think it's important to all organizations, and it's something that is challenging to do. 
To give you a feel of their reach in the community, here are some numbers from their 2019 annual report. The River Parkway Trust hosted 22,780 people at the River Center, 8,371 students on school field trips, 413 people enjoyed a guided canoe trip, and 1,621 kids had a great time at river camp. I also saw an astonishing number of 2,600 native trees and shrubs planted, and I asked Sharon if she'd tell me a little bit about their habitat enhancement program and how that's going. My heart really lies with um, habitat enhancement or ecological restoration of habitat throughout the San Joaquin River system. So I am just totally ecstatic about the work that we've been able to do at Jensen River Ranch and at Spano River Ranch. Those are two of the properties that were um, early acquisitions for the parkway. And we've been doing all kinds of habitat enhancement out there over the past um, decade, a little more than a decade at those two sites. And, um, you know, we're seeing changes along the parkway in terms of new birds that um, weren't frequently seen in our area in the past. We now have Swainson's hawks, for example, nesting. I think we have like four nesting pairs within just a couple miles of each other. Although birds like those, uh, like Swainson's hawks, are, are found in a lot of places throughout the valley, they didn't used to be common here on our section of the San Joaquin River where the majority of our work is focused. So it's really exciting to see um, the results of these habitat enhancement projects, and they really are bringing back the wildlife that they are that they are designed to um, designed to benefit. I'm always concerned to know that our conservation leaders are getting themselves outside to enjoy the resource that they work so hard to protect. So I asked Sharon what system she has in place to get herself out on the mighty San Joaquin. One of our river guides is wonderful, and she she frequently will stop by our office um, and walk into my office and say, Sharon, you need to get out on the river. So we're going to let Sharon hop in her kayak and get out there on the river. I hope you enjoyed her story in discovering the San Joaquin River Parkway. To learn more about the River Center or the work of the River Parkway Trust, go to riverparkway.org. All episodes of Riverspeak Podcast, along with links, podcast notes, and photos, are available on our website, riverspeak.org. Riverspeak Podcast is produced from my home studio in Sebastopol, California, and hosted by Buzzsprout. You can listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcast directories. All rivers have stories that ripple. I'm Dave Taylor. Be well. Do good work.